don't want to scare anyone. But I'm going to give it to you straight about Jason. His body was never recovered from the lake after he drowned. And if you listen to the old timers in town, they'll tell you he's still out there. Some sort of demented creature. Surviving in the wilderness. Full grown by now. Legend has it that Jason saw his mother beheaded that night. And he took his revenge. A revenge that he'll continue to seek if anyone ever enters his wilderness again. And by now, I guess you all know, we're the first to return here. Five years, five long years, he's been dormant. And he's hungry. Jason's out there. Watching. Always on the prowl for me. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to First Friday, the Friday the 13th podcast, where we go through each and every Friday the 13th movie. With me, as always, is Claire. How's it going, Claire? Hello, good. How are you? Good. Not much different than the last time we recorded, because we recorded something (laughs) back-to-back, so whenever I say, how are you doing, I'm like, probably hasn't changed much in the last few minutes, but, uh, you know. Two minutes ago. (laughs) Good good to check, just in case. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and we're... at the end, at least, of the uh, the films in this franchise with the Crazy. 2009 reboot. Yeah. It, I can't believe I watched 12 of these. <laughs> Crazy. Is it crazier to think that I know people who have watched the entire franchise in an entire day? What? Oh, yeah. I guess you could. Yeah. It would literally be an entire day, though. It literally would be an entire day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I know some people who have, so. Okay, impressive. Okay. Yeah. I think I would definitely watch again, but I'd pick and choose next time. I think the last time I ever did that was, like, I had a couple weeks off from work for the holidays, and I was just bored mm-hmm. one day, and I'm like, I'll just throw this on. And yeah, pretty much from, like, something like... Uh, 7 a.m. until 9 p.m. I was pretty much just watching Friday the 13th movies. Oh my god. Don't they would all just kind of jumble into one huge movie in your mind. See, I have this weird thing where I can like spot all the different differences. But then again, mm-hmm. I being an Uber fan, it's like your brain's just yeah. weird like that. So Yeah. They are like some of them are specifically different, but there are definitely some I look back on and I have no idea where that scene came from. They all just kind of jumble together. Yeah. 12 is a lot. 12 is a lot, yeah. Mm. Uh, ironically enough, we still haven't gotten to the 13th film in the franchise, but it would be perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like they must be gunning for. I assume they're going to make a 13th at some point. We're going to do a bonus episode. We're going to dive into where the franchise is at, but yeah, mm-hmm. it would be good to do a... You know, I always say it would have just been so great if they managed to get a friday the 13th in 2013 and do the 13th franchise but that would have been perfect we missed our opportunity Mm. um but yeah we're we're here to talk about the reboot which generally is well regarded by many uh there there are people who don't like the movie just like any any film but uh Mm -hmm. i think this is largely regarded as one of the better films in the franchise 
Um, mm. And it sounds like for you, you you largely enjoyed this. Definitely. I think this is one of my favorites so far. I really enjoyed it. You were kind of saying it seems like a greatest hit and I can definitely see that. It feels like they just kind of took the best parts of the last few, just put them all together. Definitely yeah. feels like that. Yeah, like the brother looking for his sister, that reminded me of like Rob from part four where he's yes. looking for his sister. Mm-hmm. So there is like some similarities and stuff that you can Definitely. kind of point to. But I think that's just kind of what makes it so fun because it still works on its own. Like there are people who will watch this and not pick up on those. But if you do pick up on them, it's kind of like a mm-hmm. nice little nod. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also could be its own completely separate movie like you could just watch that one movie and get a whole vibe of all of friday the 13th in general just from that one remake well that's what i'm i'm saying because like it basically is like you can watch this and you don't need those nods like you don't need it (laughs) to find the movie enjoyable but if you pick up on them it's kind of like oh cool like that kind of is reminiscent of part four that's reminiscent of part Mm -hmm. three i think this movie kind of pulls from parts one through four it kind of just breezes through the first movie quite quickly there with um, uh, Jason's mom and all that. Although it's interesting because it's kind of a bit of a retcon in this. I guess we'll get into plot summary, but like the movie starts and, you know, it shows Pamela getting killed. You've seen this in the first movie, but what's interesting is they show Jason there. They show him like witnessing his mom die. So obviously you don't see that in the first movie. So it kind of, ex- you always kind of wonder like what was actually happening to Jason? Did he drown or was he secretly there? And I think this movie sort of tries to at least explain that by having him there witnessing his mom die. So That's true. It clears up a bit of the confusion. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, it has one of the biggest prologues of any movie, like before the movie gets, uh, it just goes into like a whole sequence, but mm-hmm. I love it because it's almost like a Friday the 13th movie before the Friday the 13th movie. It's like a mini movie inside a movie. I thought those five people were the entire movie. I thought that was going to be the whole plot. And yeah. then, so when the fifth person was dead, I was like, okay, well, what's happening now? And then the credits roll in. Yeah. And, and it's only uh, the beginning. Insane. And it is kind of funny that, like, they try to roll in all the stereotypes of, like, oh, the you know, the guy finds the weed and, you know, like, that <laughs> yeah. one couple, they're getting naked and all this. Oh, and it's, like, yeah. it's like, you're just, you're just baiting Jason at that point. Like, we all know Jason loves to watch a couple getting yes. it on, especially in a tent. Yes. But there was a lot of great kills in this, uh, mm-hmm. in this early sequence alone. Like, I, oh, yeah. I love the kind of homage to the sleeping bag kill this time a little different uh and then also too with the boyfriend trying to rush to save her but then he can he gets trapped by the bear trap oh the bear trap like that's kind of what i like about jason in this movie he's almost like a hunter like he sets these traps and he says all these different things to trap people uh Mm -hmm. it kind of works pretty well for this like in terms of keeping jason as a menace uh, because there are in his woods and he sets all these traps, so they're at mm-hmm. the disadvantage. So, um, Jason is great in this one as well. One of my favorite Jasons. Yeah. Um, yeah and the actor who plays him, and I, I feel bad because I'm like a fan of this franchise that I can't remember the guy's name that played him. But wow. uh, he was such a fan of the franchise, so when he got the role, he was like giddy. Uh, mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, I'm going to pull a little bit of part four jason a little bit from part three jason so he knew enough he knew the franchise back and front so he sort of came in with a lot of knowledge so i think it kind of helps because 
he does his own thing. Like he is his own Jason, but he pulls a lot from the various other um, movies. And uh, yeah. That's so cool for him as well. Imagine being such a big fan of a franchise and then getting to play the main character. Yeah. Like that's life goals. Yeah. That's exactly. cool. One of these days, I'll play Jason. Then, you know... In the 13th movie, you can be Jason. I would gladly do that. I'd love to see it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... uh, Yeah, so basically, once you get past the early sequence of them, uh, you know, in the prologue there, uh, you get introduced to a new batch of people, uh, college students, and... uh, yeah, variety of different people there. Uh, you get like the douchebag. You get his girlfriend. You get you get the uh, token black guy who I think it's funny that he always he points out the fact that he's like you know what like I I can't listen to country music. I can't you know. Oh, I know. Yeah, they make a little a little anti racist remark, and then turns out it's a joke, and then they're just on their way again. There's a token Asian guy as well, of course. Yeah. Yeah, and he's hilarious too. Like he's such a yeah. dog in this. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, all the characters here kind of fit into like a typical mold of Friday the Thirteenth, which I think works pretty well. Mm-hmm. But then they're also yeah, just they, they're pretty fun characters in their own right. Um, except for the douchebag boyfriend, I never really liked. Uh, there's I, always a douchebag boyfriend. Yeah, this is true. Like. It gets to the point in the movie where like Jason's killing everybody and they're like, Where is he? And it's like, Oh, he's having sex with some girl. He's cheating basically. It's like, Oh, wasn't he a douchebag? Yeah. Well, that's to be expected from him, to be honest. True. Um so yeah, and uh in very short order, the friends all get picked off. It starts off with the friend uh going to drop off the boat. And then, uh, very quick succession, uh, you get uh, the brother going to look for his sister, and then uh, Daniel Panabaker's character goes to join him. And, uh, you know, this movie is a very short movie. Like, it's just under an hour and a half, I think, but Mm -hmm. it moves quickly. Like, once you get past the initial open of this movie, you get, like, some of the characters, but then it just kind of dives into them all getting killed off one by one. And... uh, yeah, it's uh, you get a few homages, especially with Jason being or uh, them showing Jason like the locket of his mom to kind of stun yeah. him. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, Daniel Panabaker's character doesn't make it, which always saddens me because I always want to think that she makes it because she, she's such mm-hmm. a good character and she's so nice. And you maybe think, oh, maybe the two of them will get out of this and date and. Nope. Yeah, she just gets sucked into that hole by Jason. Yeah, I wasn't expecting her to die, but I was rooting for the the brother and sister as well. And the brother is Dean from Gilmore Girls, so I instantly liked him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's uh. Yeah, I'm a G- Gilmore Gilmore guy myself. So every oh, time, are you? <laughs> yeah. Every time I watch this, I'm like, yeah. Although, if only we got uh, Rory. And uh, oh. that would have just been perfect. Danielle Panabaker kind of looks like Rory, so I was getting Rory and Dean vibes, honestly. But if yeah. they would have just used that actress, it would have fulfilled a lot of dreams. I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and 
that's basically the plot. There's not much of a plot to this, but uh, I think that's what works. It, it sort of just yeah. moves out of the way to make sure that you're still just enjoying the movie for what it is. So, mm. um, what worked for you in this movie? Uh, a lot. I really liked this movie. Um, a main thing, as we were already kind of saying, was the homages to the previous movies. I love that we got uh, like Baghead Jason again. Yeah, that was great. Um, and yeah, it did just seem like they kind of took all the best parts from. It seemed like the first kind of like three or four movies even, and just like made one kind of recap. But this movie, probably because it's the newest, just looked the best. Yeah, it just looked really well, and it was shot really well, and it was nice to look at. Yeah. Um, I think the kind of like the plot was actually interesting as well and it, it kept you going even like as we were saying we thought it was one plot and then it turns out it's another but then you actually discover that the um the sister wasn't dead and jason was kind of keeping her the whole time that was a huge twist when we learned that mm-hmm. so even the the plot was good the characters were good it looked great it again was really gruesome and graphic like there was a lot of good deaths which were good as well and i think just in general jason is just really great in this it's one of my favorite jasons yeah Mm. um that's a good what about you let's see what did i like about this i do like that there's a good balance between the sex and the gore like you get some of the movies like part five where it's more sex than anything else. And you get some movies that are more gore than anything else. This feels mm-hmm. like a good balance. Like never did I feel like the sex was or sexuality. Like the nudity was ever a little bit too much, uh, save maybe for Troy, the boyfriend, uh, when he's like, your, your tits are stupendous or something like that. I'm like, who says that? Yeah. Like, that's a, such a yeah. weird, weird pillow talk. Yeah. <laughs> stupendous such an awful word it was just like oh why did you say that but i do like the balance of this movie and i think they tried to get close to the first couple of movies and in that sense it works i do like the the homages uh i do like a lot of the actors as well Uh, a lot of them end up being pretty good in this Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah and it's a good pace too like yeah 90 ish minutes but it just breezes through it relatively quickly uh, what did not work for you? Um, at certain points, there were a few kind of cheesy lines and jokes that I feel like they were trying to insert a bit of humor, but it maybe didn't fully land with me. Mm. Anyway, there's a few offhand cheesy lines. Um, I mean, I'm used to Jason not dying at the end, so I wasn't shocked, but that was obviously still annoying. Yeah. Um, the main thing was I felt like the douchebags, uh, the douchebag boyfriend's death just wasn't good enough. That was yeah. unsatisfying. It was one of the worst deaths, and I feel like he deserved a really good one. Like, I couldn't wait for his death, and it was just wasn't good. Yeah, no, you were sort of almost thinking, like, oh, like, he's been such a dick this entire mm-hmm. movie. But, yeah, I mean, I, I do like that he gets hung up on a tow truck which i was wondering i i don't know if this is confirmed or not but i wonder if that tow truck was a homage to part two with the car getting probably Mm -hmm. not but you know i don't know a a man can dream could have been been. um besides that though i think 
generally it was some of the characters were a bit annoying at some points but probably just because they were almost too stereotypy but yeah. generally they were fine yeah yeah um what uh anything else not work for you um i think that's about it for me honestly what about you don't like we were talking about this before we started recording but i don't like how dark the movie is once it gets to the nighttime scenes it gets really mm-hmm. hard to just see some things uh i don't know why this movie is so dark yeah um i kind of wish it was like just a little bit brighter just so i can make out some stuff uh and it's not like totally unwatchable or anything but it's just interesting because it's like well this is the newest movie in the franchise you think at this point like if anything it would be easier to shoot nighttime scenes at, at this point mm-hmm. but you would have figured it out yeah yeah but suppose not but uh yeah that's probably the the one thing that i gotta get a little annoyed by the most is just by the time it gets dark I, I can't make out a lot of the scenes um what else i kind of wish there was a few more kills i kind of wish there was maybe just like a few more of like the like that redneck farmer guy that you know just like these random characters that get killed like i feel yeah like the movie I just could have done that as well yeah and mm. i think that's why they put in that prologue like i almost wonder if that prologue was put in because they were like we need more kills and they're like great just put in like mm-hmm. a prologue sequence and show all these characters getting killed because those were some of the best kills those first few yeah no exactly i i completely agree those are the best kill like some of the early ones are my favorites mm-hmm. um yeah what else yeah, some of the dialogue is a little cheesy. Um, yeah, definitely. And not the movie's fault, but I will mention it. But there was no sequel to this. And I, I was like, why? Why is there no sequel? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, what uh, What was your favorite kill in this? Speaking of favorite kills. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would have to be the sleeping bag over the fire. Definitely. Yeah. I the homage to jason loves killing people in sleeping bags but this was a new level this is more terrifying um also even just that that added bit with the boyfriend in the bear trap trying to get to her but he can't it increases the tension and you just see her kind of like fall out of it completely burnt yeah and what a what a horrible way to go yeah definitely sleeping bag over the fire i think yeah i'm in the same boat sleeping bag over the over the fire that one just works because I think it shows that Jason uh, can be a, a hunter and a trapper as well. So, mm-hmm. do you have a favorite character in this? Um, Jason is great, but I probably won't choose Jason. I really like Danielle Panabaker's character. Um, but I'm probably gonna say Clay, the brother, just because I love Dean from Gilmore Girls, and he was a great character. Now, I mean, I'm Team Jess, so. Oh, I'm more Team Logan. Oh, interesting. Oh, not Jess at all. So, Jess? if Jess showed up in this, that would have been even better. That would have so. changed the game for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would say Clay, the brother, is probably my favorite too. He's just—he's the most likable character. He, you know, yeah. he's got some motivations. He's got some things. Oops, sorry. Uh, that he's working towards, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, he's he's the most interesting character. Um, mm-hmm. 
he's got he's got a lot going on compared to the, a lot of the others, which I think just by default makes him the most interesting. So definitely. Okay. Wow. Machete time. I uh, I think I'm gonna give this. I feel like I rate this highly. I'm gonna give it nine out of ten machetes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Definitely uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, this one's up there for me. I think it's it's held back a little bit by the by some of the like dark scenes at the end, but mm-hmm. I still enjoy this. I'd give this like a seven out of ten. I still enjoy mm-hmm. this movie. Um, it's and being the most modern, it's it's probably the easiest for most people to watch. You know, we yeah. obviously go canonically, but you know, if you're showing somebody these movies, you could and they're maybe more into like modern movies, you could show them the first or the reboot instead. And like, I feel like people would probably find it a little bit more accessible. So mm-hmm. definitely. It definitely just feels like a good roundup of all the best parts in one. So if they were to do a 13th, I don't know what they do, but we'll save that for next time. Yes. True. Okay. Well, you can find more over at three And until next time, bye for now.